Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So... Contact Brady Martz to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide to you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. You are in a, for a treat in this episode. I swear to you, you're going to want to listen to every single minute of this. Um, I have been following this group for way, like way longer than most groups. I was excited about it when they when I figured out what they did. I was even more excited when I got under the hood. I'm ecstatic every time I get to talk with their uh, with their crew and their leadership team because I've never met a crew that is so dedicated to thinking differently about how they can serve nonprofits. And we have their COO and co-founder, Tina Rowe. Tina, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm very excited. The company is every.org. It is... I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to have Tina talk about it because she does a much better job of it. However, before we get into that, all the dirty details, uh, Tina, someone's scrolling through iTunes, they're scrolling to YouTube or uh, Spotify or whatever. They're finding this podcast. They want to know more about every.org and you yourself. Give us a 5,000 foot view on who you are, what you do and why we're talking today. Yeah. So hi, everyone. My name is Tina Rowe, COO and co-founder of Every.org. Every.org is a 501c3 nonprofit, and we've made it our mission to build accessible giving infrastructure to help every person and organization use technology for good. So since launching in March 2020, we've raised over $13 million for nonprofits. And one of the things that we've kind of witness is that technology is moving at a super rapid pace and we want to be there for the nonprofits, small, large, medium-sized, and we want to bridge gaps between what currently exists out there today and provide a free accessible infrastructure to raise money from all of the different ways that people are supporting. So one example of that is cryptocurrency. So cryptocurrency, since we've launched the feature last year, we've raised over $4 million in cryptocurrency, and it's one of our most popular ways of donating on every.org. And we know that this is an area that nonprofits are struggling with 
both in terms of trying to figure out what it is, the technical aspects, the compliance aspects, and we make that easy for you. So we just kind of wipe everything for you. We handle all of the compliance aspects because the donations are made to every.org first, and then we uh, disperse to nonprofits in cash. So in that way, we just wanted to build something that helps nonprofits, whether or not they are super educated or um, comfortable with handling things like cryptocurrency. So we just want to have nonprofits backs. I love it. There's so much to unpack here because um, what you said right up is every.org being created to fill in some gaps for a technical or technology uh, for, for the, in the age of technology, there are nonprofits that always think that they are never going to catch up. They're always behind. They can't implement it, et cetera. And then it just sits in a decision tree somewhere and they just don't go where anywhere. We've all been there. I know everybody listening who has worked at a nonprofit is probably sitting on two or three people who constantly call them about, Hey, can you do this? Or, Hey, would you like to do this? We get it. So let's unpack a couple of things first, because I want to a, get into crypto uh, because that's super important. And anybody listening to this uh, show for a regular time knows I kind of have a mild obsession about that as far as it is the future of donations. And if you don't have this as a part of your repertoire, you're missing out. So stick with me through the show because we're going to talk about that. But before we do, let's talk about what some of those gaps are and that you've seen that really led you to helping create and found every.org. Yeah. So when we first started, um, we, we actually completely started on a different project, which was around donations tracking. And we started talking to nonprofits and donors about what the actual core issues around philanthropy they found were. Nonprofits were saying, we just need additional funds and technology is overwhelming. It's expensive. And once we buy into a piece of technology, which is often because they have really great salespeople, then we don't want to move off because we've already invested the time and money into it. And when we saw that, and we also come from a tech background, um, I come from Snapchat, um, where I saw the power of sort of social media to change the way that people behave. Um, and Mark came from an AI background. Mark, our CEO, came from an AI background. And um, Rahul, our other co-founder, came from a health tech background. So we all witness the power that technology has to scale, um, scale solutions, scale behavioral change, scale whatever it was. And we saw that all of these things were not accessible to nonprofits, either because of pricing, either because of just the knowledge gap, or the ease of use. And we realized that all of the things that we learned in the for-profit sector, such as data analytics, A-B testing, all of these sort of UI, UX things, um, all of the cool th ways that people were kind of bridging payment gaps. So things like PayPal, Venmo, um, which I know is being more adopted in the nonprofit sector, but there's things like Apple Pay, Google Pay, crypto. <laughs> there's just so many ways that people are exchanging money these days. And understandably, nonprofits were being overwhelmed, especially because their core missions aren't trying to figure out how to, you know, like use all of these new technologies out there. And so we were like, we're technologists, we could fix this for nonprofits, like we can make it free for nonprofits, because technology might be 
difficult to like build out in the first place. But once you have it, servers are cheaper nowadays. And all of these technologies are kind of there now. And so why can't nonprofits benefit? Especially because nonprofits are trying to solve our society's greatest problems. And a lot of the solutions are already there. So we just want to be that infrastructure, that sort of, I guess, like person in the back trying to help all nonprofits along. I love. I like the fact that you are a group that is hell bent on the disruption of what everyone's expectation is of options, without without blowing everything up. You're an alternative. You're not. You're not out there to route out everything. You are there to say, listen, we've experienced things and we've been a part of things that know these are some of the best ways to interact and best ways to engage and best way. So um, I'd love to kind of go through your your the social. Uh, the social media aspect of every.org, because that's where I think the most engagement happens. I think nonprofits love their Facebook page. Maybe they got a TikTok account that they send Barb to do every once in a while. Maybe they've got a Snapchat account. We probably have an Instagram account. It's a lot. And they spend so much time doing a whole bunch of other things that they don't concentrate on like what the point of this is, which is telling stories and to engage. So how important was your background in knowing all of that into creating sort of an alternative, you know, uh, platform that that became front and center? Yeah, um, just a lot. So for, for me, I've just personally witnessed the power that social media has both for good and bad. And I did a soul searching sort of moment where um, I don't want to addict people to their phones and I want people to actually be able to use this technology for good. And one thing that I learned is that technology is an amplifier. So what do we want to amplify? And what we found at is that like generosity can be amplified too. So generosity is contagious. It can grow. The unfortunate thing is that philanthropy traditionally has been a very private thing. But the moment I started talking to Rahul and Mark and, and different friends about philanthropy, the more I was motivated to give, the more I was motivated to look into the causes that I contributed to a lot more. Um, before I would kind of just volunteer, donate here and there, but now it's more of a habit. And we want to make sure that philanthropy is accessible to everyone, not just wealthy donors who get a headline. It's not a transient thing. This is something that people could build into a habit. And especially for this digital generation, millennials, um, I think Fidelity Charitable said in a study that nearly nine and 10 millennials say charitable giving is an imp important part of their lives. And I think the number is even higher for Gen Z. So given that people consider themselves philanthropists, why aren't people giving more? And I know that people are giving more due to 2020 and a lot of the different events that have happened. But I think that one of the reasons why is just it's not the same in philanthropy and in nonprofits and donation is not the same experience that they've come to expect everywhere else. So they're used to Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, like all of these very sophisticated applications that are actually very difficult to build out. Um, and so why can't we have an experience that mirrors that for charitable giving? And so because of that, thinking, we started building out every.org. And if you go to every.org, the website, then you can experience a social giving platform that 
one, you don't have to use it for the social reasons. Like you could do your giving planning. You could do your yearly pledge. You could just manage all your giving from one place. Um, you could support over 1.5 million nonprofits on every.org, registered 501c3 public charities. And if the nonprofit doesn't have an added bank account, then we just mail them the check at the end of the day. And we wanted to build something that works kind of as an alternative to the things that people are doing these days, which is Facebook. Um, and a lot of nonprofits have to compete against all of these other uh, media and addicting media that is not anything to do with charitable giving if, if, if you are not following the right people. So on every.org, you get recommendations by the algorithms, you know, like the same sort of like algorithms that you see for Facebook and Instagram, but we wanted to use it for good, connecting people to causes that they wanted to, they support and they, they are interested in. So um, over time, it's going to get better and it's going to be connecting people to local causes, if, if that's what you care about, global causes, if that's what you care about, all of the different cause areas. Um, we even have tags like Black-led, woman-led. And so if those things are important to you, then you could search by search nonprofits by all of these categories. And our dream is that it's just so easy to give where you want to give and find where you want to give. And you could kind of take take um, inspiration from your friends, from experts. And we have a bunch of expert curated uh, lists and funds such as Founders Pledge. They created a very successful climate change fund. Um, there's also the you know, close the giving gap, they have the black lead um, sort of tag and, and we get information from that. And so there's so many different ways to explore the causes that are important to you. And I think social is a very, very important factor in that. And I've been rambling for a while, but I I, I'm just really excited about the possibility of social. Um, but this is also a very small percentage of sort of like what what we do I think um, right now most nonprofits come to us for very tactical reasons like how do we accept crypto how do we accept stocks um, but on the on the side our growing community of high intent givers are finding more causes um, doing recurring giving so one metric is uh, if we stopped, all the development that we're doing today, we have over 1.6 million in recurring dollars. And most nonprofits we found don't ask their donors for recurring dollars. Um, so by putting emphasis on recurring and um, we've done a lot of A-B testing on the donation flow to encourage people to give on a monthly basis. And I think that um, there will be more and more of that you know, on every.org where people are intentionally giving on a recurring basis and kind of exploring their philanthropy as they go along. I think that's, that's one of, that is the Holy grail, I think of a lot of nonprofits too. And so if you, everybody's ears perked up, it's like, wait a second, this is going to help me not only give an, a, a, a place where you could get your donors to give on a regular basis, but you're going to learn why, or you've got the testing to back, like you've got the, the chops behind why it's effective, how to roll it out. And that type of thing is just invaluable to groups. And what I love about the social giving aspect of it too, and you can kind of see it on Facebook if you can get past, you know, every 
horrible sponsored news post that you've got to go comb through or the rants on whatever your local newspaper is putting on, like whatever that you can get through that you, you stumble across like, Hey, I'm going to join this fundraiser or I'm participating at this event. Right. And I think people are intrigued by that, but then they're immediately zoned out by something else, right? There's another video that pops up and they're not interested in that anymore. And that's why the, the idea of a social platform that only houses nonprofit options in the way they can do it is great because, and you probably see this too, is we trust other people's opinions on, uh, you know, and we value their likes. So we're like, we're going to put this thing out and people like us, like we feel validated by our own mission. If people do that. Um, The other one too, is uh, this almost becomes like a third party marketing wing of your organization. If other people are promoting their own giving on your site, you're like, Oh, Phil gave, I should give too, right? That's, I didn't know you liked that. Um, and, And you become, you help promote by how proud you are to donate and not giving that option a lot and sort of removing that barrier or that stigma of bragging about your donation and making them proud of the support they're, they're doing to align yourself with people that they just like to align themselves with. There's the brilliance of using social media for good because you then find the people that are drawn to what you're doing in the first place. And isn't that who you want to invite right? Don't, don't invite the people who have no, you know, who don't care about what you're doing or who have, will never buy in, no matter how much you promote into the black hole space of whatever, find the people who are going to love you and then drill them with, this is the impact that they can make. Don't waste your time with everything else. This is the, that's the beauty of sort of this analytics and this AI and the, and the algorithm that you've got going on there. It's aligning people's values with the with the options that they have to give. That's exactly it. And one thing that we saw is people can leave a comment after they donate to your for your organization. And so um, we saw that a 250 character, not that long, 250 character um, post has a seven times more likelihood that someone else is going to join. So on every.org, there's a home feed where people can see other people's donations if, if they sh- choose to share it. So you could be a private donor if you want. Um, but because public is the default and it's not seen as bragging because this is a platform that's especially tailor-made for yes. high intent givers. So it's okay to share why you are passionate about the causes that you support. And so with, by encouraging people to add a little comment, and sometimes it's like a witty comment and it's just like makes you chuckle, but those also get joins. Like people can join that donation and you can see the impact that you have as a giver. You have more of a satisfaction because your donation inspires other people's donations as well. So Mm -hmm. that's what we were trying to encourage with the platform itself. Um, And, and I'm so, I'm so glad that you just completely get it. And yeah, like it's, it's it's really awesome. It's exactly the point though. I think people, I think when you're in the nonprofit world, you get inundated with the half, you have to do this in order to be successful. And then of yeah. course, then you position yourself and you're like, all right, what content do I need to create? What, what bells and whistles and, and outlandish things can I do to grab the attention of somebody scrolling through social media? Because it's such, it's so the wild, wild west. And unless you do something outrageous, you'll never get air, eyeballs on it. So that's yeah. it now forcing you to a position that's not being authentic to your mission and aligning it with people who are also, this is the advantage of sort of 
you know, um, the, this philanthropy driven, nonprofit driven social media sort of piece. But what it also does, and this is what I think I love most about the whole concept about how you're going to get tech people together to figure out how to leverage generosity because the next generation of donors are not being taken care of the way that they should and having a platform that aligns with their ability or ways that they communicate through donations. They don't have checkbooks. Like there's five people left who have checkbooks. I think I might be one of them. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm one of the people who have checkbooks because I have one or two places that only take checks, which is a weird place oh, to wow. be in my life, right? I, we're behind the times here. It's fine. Yeah, It's, it's totally fine. My landlord specifically. Sorry, Bruce. Uh, but he's like, he gets it. He's got checks. Um, but everybody else through Venmo, through whatever channels that they uh, that they give money back and forth, if you don't have that option, you are almost standoffish to the next generation of wealth that's coming down the line. Talk to me about how that was more that was purposeful in your creation of this and, and why that was just so intent other than the fact that you being, you know, youthful and, uh, and, and this is kind of your neck of the woods, but there's a very, there's a very much purposeful creation of that being your intent is to activate this next generation of donors. Right. Um, I think the main thing is that we are kind of in that cohort where we feel like, you know, we don't want to go to galas. We don't, we're not super attracted to the, the sort of, you know, like handwritten thank you letters. They're awesome. But I also know how much effort it takes to write those because I often don't write those myself. So um, what can we do to amplify nonprofits so that they don't feel like they are doing the fundraising alone? So one, one way is, you know, social media is definitely a way that people share about causes. We've seen it in 2020, the amount of sort of, um, attention that is going to different causes, smaller nonprofits getting highlighted. And this is all done without the nonprofits necessarily having to create all of that content or the messaging themselves. If your messaging in, in your cause and your mission are very clear to your donors, they can take it and run with it. And because we've seen this behavior among our peers and among ourselves, we wanted to create something that could work without nonprofits having to invest a ton into it before they see the payoff. So what, what I mean by that is every.org, when you donate to it, kind of functions like a donor advice fund, but it's for every donor because the donations come through every.org first, and then we disperse out and mail out checks to nonprofits. So Similar to a DAF, you don't have to do the automatic tax receipts yourself. Um, if you want to thank your donors, we allow you to kind of like look at your donor data from your admin dashboard. You could claim your profile. Um, and so you can benefit from every.org and most nonprofits today. Um, and that's, oh, I think like 2,500, over 2,500 nonprofits, they receive a check from every.org, but they have to come back to us and be like, what, what is this? What is every.org? Um, and, and I think that therein lies the power. Nonprofits don't have to invest a ton 
until they see some benefits. And of course, like nonprofits come to us for very specific things, for instance, like crypto or stocks, and we help them with those very specific things as well. But they can then have some supporters on every.org on their profile. And then that actually creates a flywheel effect using the every.org feed, our search, and all of the different ways that people are giving on every.org. So um, yeah, so uh, I think I kind of deviated from the original question, which, which was around our generation, our younger generation and how we're giving. But the point is that like, People are giving with so many different ways and nonprofits are probably struggling. And I, actually, I know this, like we talked to a lot of nonprofits, yeah. they're struggling to keep up with all of the different ways that people are giving. So this is something that can be added on top of your current uh, giving strategy, or you could kind of, if you're a newer project and you don't have all of this sort of uh, tech that you, you can you don't have to overhaul. <laughs> I know that that's like a huge thing. If, if you are invested into your CRM, you could kind of never move off of it. But if you're a newer nonprofit and we've had, you know, fiscally sponsored projects kind of start off on every.org, you don't even have to create a website because you could kind of use your, your profile and your every.org webpage as your sort of like go-to um, we also have an open source, completely free donate button that you could copy and paste into your website. Um, we're working on a number of guides to help people um, implement it more easier because I know that a lot of people don't have developers on their team. So like if you have a WordPress website to be able to copy and paste the donate button onto there. Um, and that way, like even if you don't have a back office, there's a way for people to support you. Um, and the benefit of it, of our donate button is that you could have Apple Pay, Google Pay, PayPal, Venmo, Stocks, DAF, Crypto, and you could even have a create your own fundraiser. So you could encourage your, your um, supporters to create like their birthday fundraiser right from your donate button. So I, I just need to pause there for a second because <laughs> I, th th this is where I think people get really excited about it or it, like that's overwhelming to their brains yeah. and they lock it out. I think we need to sit on this for a second. Yes. I just got a call yesterday from an individual who said, Hey, how do I get a donate button for digital stuff on my website? Legitimate question. And my response is going to be directing him to you because it is an all inclusive figure out how to copy and paste all the backend stuff to make it appear. And you don't have to, to think about it anymore, right? So that becomes a thing. If you are a nonprofit and you, you know, uh, don't have the ability to take stock and crypto and whatever, and you think it's overwhelming because you're looking at however many different things would you have to sign up for, implement, and and do on a regular basis just to get all of that in one place. That's overwhelming, and so yes. this is a one-stop shop area solution for it. And the reason is, is you want to meet donors where they are. Yes. It doesn't matter if your person, person wants to write a check. Great. Have an, e have an address on your donation site that has your address. Send checks here. If you are somebody who wants to get into how to, how to transfer stock and you think it's overwhelming and you, need to, you think you need to know everything there is about stock transferring, you don't. You don't need to know anything about that. The people who are going to tell you that they want to donate stock have a stock broker that's dealing with all this stuff and they just need a place to put it. 
That's yes. it. You don't need to know everything. And I think we overwhelm the nonprofit world with, with uh, assuming that they need to be a master of all. And yeah. you just have to know enough to be dangerous. And then you can lead them to a place. But you're trying to meet donors where they are. You want to be the nonprofit and you want to have a landing page that is simple. You want to have a landing page that is very clear. And you want to have a landing page that if anyone of any generation through any means that they have, at least the majority of them, right, mm-hmm. has the ability to give you money and they come up and they say, oh, I can't give in the way that I want to. They are going to move on to something else. And that's some of the generational things that are coming forward. There are a lot of people with cryptocurrency that want to give cryptocurrency. But oh, if you yeah. don't have the ability to give it, they're going to find somebody else who does that maybe aligns similar to you, but not you. So it's a good transition into like, just a think about this. If you need a, if you need a thing to donate, you now know who to call. Okay. But let's talk a little bit about cryptocurrency. Cause that is confusing as all get out to 97% of the world. And we just need to think about it for a second because I want people to feel comfortable at least talking about it to potential donors. Mm-hmm. We have it, want to give it. So and we don't need to know all the things about blockchain, but give me a Pat Kirby is dumb enough to understand it version of what cryptocurrency is. And then we're going to get into why it's important to have some place to donate. Okay. I'm ready. I've got my learning ears on. Go Tina. Yeah. Um, so cryptocurrency is essentially digital currency. So as you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of different ways of implementing a cryptocurrency and you don't have to unless maybe you're an environmental organization. So if you want to go, if we want to go down that rabbit hole, um, you know, you don't have to worry too much about how it works. It's just that it is now another way for people to store value and want to spend it. So um, from a nonprofit's perspective, I think the important thing is to note are Cryptocurrency is very similar to how stocks are treated for donations. So the appreciated cryptocurrency can be donated and the donor doesn't have to recognize the capital gains on it um, in a lot of cases. And they can also write off for the full fair market value. So it is extremely incentivized. So being able to tell your donors who have a variety of ways that they can potentially give, and if they have crypto and they have highly appreciated crypto and they you know, were thinking about selling it and then donating in cash, you should stop them and say, wait, you can donate the full value of the crypto. Yes. Um, and whatever.org does is we do the conversion and we also handle the compliance aspect. And I know a lot of nonprofits have conservative board members. They they want you to go and research everything there is to know about cryptocurrency. What are the risks? And I could talk to some of the risks that are involved um, with a nonprofit accepting crypto donations, but every.org is a simple turnkey solution. So we believe that nonprofits should not have to be technical to benefit from crypto. There is no onboarding required if you're in good standing with the IRS. If you go to every.org slash crypto today and you are in good standing with the IRS, you're a public charity, you could create a crypto donate button or a link for your organization right there in seconds. So similar to a donor advice fund, once again, every.org accepts the crypto donation and grants out to nonprofits in cash. So if you were to go to a for-profit payment processor specifically focusing on crypto, um, 
you know, they, they charge you the platform fee. Every.org does not charge any platform fees. Um, we just pass on the brokerage fee charged by our crypto brokerage, which is currently Coinbase. It's 1%. Um, I think most of the other platforms would charge 3% and above. Um, and then the most, um, I think, w- regarding that compliance aspect, with crypto donations, it's... Um, treated like stock, but because it's not publicly exchanged, the IRS considers it more like property. So the nonprofit will have to file IRS 8282 forms. Um, And also this is uh, for educational purposes only. So you should talk to your financial advisor. Um, But if regarding that filing of IRS 8282 forms, if you are accepting crypto support through every.org, then we would file our IRS 8282 forms, you don't have to worry about any of that because you're receiving cash at the end of the day. I think that's the biggest thing that nonprofits come to us about. Um, And if you add your bank account, the donation is just going to be directly deposited to your bank account. That's the thing. All you need to know is this. You get your crank tankers conservative board member goes, I don't know, we should do this. This is crazy. It is. They just give us crypto and we get cash and then we don't have to do anything with it. It's just done for us. And they don't give you crypto. That's the important thing. thing. They give every.org crypto and every.org gives you cash. Exactly. So that's the the thing. And again, I would challenge your board members if they do get into this crank tankerous sort of like, I don't know, trust anything with the monies and the Elon Musk's and the the crypto mining thing, whatever. They They don't know what's going on. I would challenge them to ask them, do they understand how like, current monetary policy works do they know what the standard of the dollar is based on because it's not gold anymore and i'm pretty sure they're like, the gold in four stocks <laughs> no it's not nobody can explain monetary policy the best smartest people that i know sound like cryptocurrency people trying to explain to me what actual monetary policy is and it's still more overwhelming than just figuring out how to just open a coinbase account it's the same thing they're all mysterious things that we just trust that happen because smarter people are taking care of it. The thing that you need to worry about, nonprofit person listening and getting all jazzed up and fired up about this, <laughs> you just need to know, can you take something and convert it into money so that you can continue your mission? And can you take that thing or do you have to say, no, we don't do it? The idea that you can grab a platform like every.org so you can just concentrate on doing good rather than worrying about your monetary acquisition of things is the thing that you have to do. So this is why I get all jazzed up. And I'm sorry if I feel like I'm fangirling over uh, every.org because I am. Because <laughs> it's one of those solutions that is so simple and easy for nonprofits. And we talk about this all the time on the podcast, which is trying to figure out how to make life easier for nonprofits so they can concentrate on doing the things you're supposed to be doing, which is building better relationships with your donors. And if you figure out that the relationship that you have with your donors has a way that they want to give, and now you have the option to accept their generosity without going through major hoops, you've now simplified the process and made it a lot more delightful for them to participate in helping you do good. <sighs> Thank you so much. I mean, Just yes. Say it out loud in that thing. So that's that's the awesome thing. So I, I would really be intrigued on uh, maybe a success story that you have found of a nonprofit that may not have had 
any clue on what the heck they were doing. And then really getting clarity on not just the program itself, because we all know it's just awesome and it's great. And if you don't go there, you're, you need to do it. But like the, the ease in which you have laid everything out, how does it calm their nerves? Or was there a moment where you're like, this is, this is why we continue to do what we do? Because I love those things. And if you relate to this as somebody listening or you relate to like, I'm a small nonprofit, I'm a medium size, maybe I'm a big one. And I just need a little bit of inspiration to go and move uh, move my brain away from never thinking about this to just thinking about it. What's that one story that goes, we, we nailed it. We nailed it. Yeah. Um, there is one small organization called the search to involve Filipino Americans. So SIPA, and they've come to us about uh, cryptocurrency initially, and then they've kind of made us the one-stop platform for all their fundraising needs. Um, so they said that entering, they were kind of intimidated. You know, um, it's the regulations are not clear. Uh, crypto is decentralized and they were trying to figure out like, what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to be a decentralized currency? Um, and it was honestly in intimidating for them to um, kind of approach it because the nonprofit sector is highly regulated um, and it is a very traditional sector. Um, and so their leaders and stakeholders were wondering about the growing opportunity, but wanting to know the risk, how to acknowledge it and remain in compliance. Um, and so they were able to receive their first gift of cryptocurrency equivalent of $1,000. And the best part was that, you know, every.org already issued the receipt for them and they just received US dollars. And they said, so simple, we didn't even know the difference between crypto gift and traditional gifts we received through their platforms. And this is, this is, this is interesting though, too, because uh, that, that's a, a first time gift through crypto at a thousand dollars. And I've been chatting with your team. So I know the answer to this, or you're going to get close and I'm going to go totally good answer is what's the app you raised over the last quarter um, for nonprofits, a ton of money, $4 million in crypto, right? Yes. What was the average cryptocurrency gift that you received per person? And listen up fellas and gals, because this is super important is that this is the average gift size of a crypto donation. Yeah. So the average is $8,000. Yeah. Listen to this again. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Somebody fainted on the podcast. They clearly passed out or they fell off of the treadmill as they were listening to this. And it wasn't my nasally droney voice that put them to sleep. No, no. It was the fact that you said the average sized gift of a crypto donation that you have seen is what? $8,000. That is an amazing thing. So look at, and th this is what you really need to think about is that there are a gener this new generation of, of kids who are liquid in crypto, right? They have an yep. ability to move money through cryptocurrency, um, are looking for places to donate, and they're doing it in much more significant chunks than your traditional check writing $20 increments that you have traditionally. Now, we all love those small gifts. We all love it. But think about what your organization does. Do you regularly get gifts of potentially up to like $8,000 per transaction? And the answer is probably no. And I'm not saying you're going to get this through crypto, but the the why would you not want to be a part of a platform that has the ability to increase your average gift size by simply having a button on your website? <laughs> I just don't get it. So th this is why I'm really big on this. And this is why I love what you're doing, Tina. This is why I love what every.org is doing is giving nonprofits a way 
to be inclusive in fundraising. And so we, we talk a lot about that in 2020 and 2021 is that we had this inclusivity piece, right? We wanted to be equitable in, in how we hire and how we uh, work in the community, et cetera. There, there is a bit of equity going on in who has access to give, right? So think about this as your uh, being inclusive of everyone who wants to participate in the world of philanthropy by having alternate or alternative ways for people to give on your site. You want to be inclusive. Yeah. And I think you hit on a good point is that, you know, people give in so many different ways. And while, you know, when, when more ways come up, every daughter is going to implement those ways. And the other thing is that um, I think, you know, there, we, we should revisit the ways that people give and kind of educate people a bit more on the transaction fees involved. Um, I know that we try to kind of hide it in a lot of cases. I know that it's becoming more popular to add a checkbox to cover your fees. Um, and stocks and crypto are so tax incentivized so that if a donor has it, like they will likely donate more because they're, you know, they can write off more of it. So I think that there's, that's a trend to also look into. And I know that um, the Johnson Center for Philanthropy recently released their 11 trends of philanthropy in 2022. And the number one trend they cited was the donation of cryptocurrency to nonprofits. And I think on their uh, article, they estimated over 300 million individuals use or hold cryptocurrency worldwide. Yes. So yes. I think... Yeah, like this is definitely something that nonprofits should be ready for. When a donor comes knocking on your door, asking if they if you have crypto, you should not turn them away right away. Um, instead, you you could you should go to every.org and send them that every.org link, and then you could talk to us too. Um, but I think that yes, like the number of ways that people are giving is growing. And one thing that we also want to emphasize on every.org over the long term is how people give their time. And it doesn't have to be a grand gesture. You know, it could be sharing a tweet, sharing a, a post, uh, sharing their donations and sharing a fundraiser, creating a fundraiser and how people could support you not only with their dollars, but with their time and their voice. And I think the more we can capture that, the, the less work that nonprofits have to do doing all everything by themselves so bring your supporters along with you and that's and that's the thing we talk about this all the time on the podcast that it's not necessarily just money you can give in a ton of different ways uh time we've talked about this is probably more valuable than money at this point and if you've got a platform that also allows you to communicate and offer things of that nature as well more power to you. Okay. Last question, because we got to wrap up. I could seriously do this for like four hours, but I am not a four hour podcast person and people have the attention span of Nats. So we want to leave them hanging on something awesome, which is what is some big, hairy, audacious goal that you have for the future of every.org? And what do you've got planned that maybe you're not fully done yet, but like, man, one day we're going to do this. Yeah, I mean, we want to double the amount that we raised this year. So we want to raise $26 million for nonprofits this year. And we want to find more partnerships where people are interested in 
different ways of fundraising than there have been before. So more interactive, more social. Um, so I think those are the main things. And also just equipping nonprofits with the stock donate button, the crypto donate button. I know those are the biggest gaps. So getting all the nonprofits to be comfortable with stocks and crypto asset donations would be amazing for this year. I love it. All right. Well, how do we get a hold of you? How do we get a hold of every.org? I just gave yeah. it away, by the way. Uh, <laughs> how, do we, how do we get a hold of you so that nonprofits who are interested in this sort of like, hey, let's, I want a one step easy button for all of my donors. How do they get a hold of you and what's the process? Yeah, I think the easiest way is to email team at every.org for like your specific needs. Um, if you want a demo of any of our offerings, you could go to every.org slash nonprofits. That's every.org slash nonprofits. And you could schedule a demo there. You could find more information about the things that we have. Um, if you're just interested in crypto, you could go to every.org slash crypto. Um, but if you want to just like contact us, then you could email team at every.org, team at every.org. We're going to link those in the uh, podcast show notes as always. So go over there and click on it. Um, I am, uh, I'm so grateful for your time. I know you're super busy and uh, trying to change the world every single minute of the day. So I so appreciate your time. Finally, great chatting with you uh, in person. I just, I really appreciate your time and your perspective. And I also just really appreciate your whole team about really pushing the needle, but like pushing this forward and being so accessible to so many nonprofits who might not think they have the ability to do any of this that you're just simplifying for and get your butts over there to every.org and sign up and just get going because it's going to be a lot easier and you can thank me later and then give Tina a high five uh, via the internet and it's going to be great. Tina, thank you so much for being a guest on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesome or a Practical Guide to Staying Sane While Doing Good for Free because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, use the promo code PODCAST. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer. And I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or a, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to donordoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com, use the code word, do good better at checkout, and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. 
You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So contact Brady Martz to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit.